We are now. And welcome to the Hot Flash, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Wook, and my exceptionally gorgeous friend, <gasps> Mrs. Berry. And Mrs. Berry, you're doing something really, really brave today. What are you doing? Got the fedubitas out. Okay, so for those who don't know, <laughs> Mrs. Berry has never been a fan of... I've never been a fan of, of a sleeveless top. Of the sleeveless top. And I am a fan of the sleeveless mm. top. And we're talking since like early primary that I became very self-conscious about my Your upper arms. arms. Yeah, I mean, you know, because let's, let's just pick a random part of the body. But and, um, you can't get to the age of 47 and live in Australia and not just get the... I know. Strapped get the fedubitas out. out. I know. The, the strapped stra- hams. The fedubitas. <laughs> the fedubitas. The bingo wings. You get to a point that... Fuck shock arms. It's actually function over form. Yes. And I also did it... I've, I'm wearing a new little summer frock. I know. So it's very fetching. It's just a little frock. It's sleeveless. It's got a little gather under the boobs, you know, you know, and then just above the knee. You're taking and a fashion light. It's light. And I bought two of them because I saw it and I went, that's going to be my summer uniform. But because the last time you bought something online wasn't such a success. Was not such a success. But it will be a success for someone who goes thrift shopping and finds it in the local charity shop. (laughs) It will fit perfectly and look beautiful. And welcome to the Hot Flush. Thank you all to our new listeners. You're very much appreciated. Yes. And we we do apologise that today's episode is coming out a bit late. Like it's coming... We're recording it on we the Monday. We tried on Saturday. We tried, we tried on Sunday. Yeah. I had a bit of a big weekend. Uh, Wigsy had a big weekend and I just had a flat weekend that was quite, even though I was flat, there was just lots of stuff that then took up time. You know, yeah. when you just... And we were trying to snatch an hour here or an hour there. And it and doesn't work when we do that. No. And then I said, let's just do Monday. Let's do Monday. So, And welcome. it's quite nice because the kids are back at school. Oh, my God. I've never been so happy. The house is quiet. I'm clean. Clean. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> we so did actually. Lovely. We did actually retire. We had um, some uh, bedtime. We had the bed. Um, what do we call it? The bed debrief. Yeah. We haven't actually done a bed debrief for, for a while. long time. So mm. when she came in, I went no. I can't go down. Come up. And Come we upstairs. Lay, we lay in my fresh. Fresh bedroom on yep. the fresh new sheets, linen, sage. Doors open. Breeze, breeze. coming through. Ugh. And then I just bitched and whinged. And we bitched and whinged. <laughs> and then we both looked at each other and went, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Oh, I know. It's like the We best. are each other's drug. We are. <laughs> and I hope we are yours as well. And we just got a lovely message from a new listener saying that they've gone to the doctor today for the first time and not just to get a skin check but just to say, I think I might be perimenopausal. Isn't that just the best? God, it makes me happy. It makes me so happy. Because misery loves company. (laughs) (laughs) So I went out on Friday to lunch with two scallywag friends of mine um, and we got accidentally drunk. Oh, that's the best. You see, they're the best times. And I only put it out the day before. I said, do you guys want to have lunch tomorrow? It's like the end of school holidays. I haven't seen you. Yeah. So Uber Kate and uh, Mrs Finlayson came down, went to the botanist and honestly, I've never laughed and <laughs> cried, mind you, cried. Um, never laughed and cried so much. And then we came back to home and Mr. Wu came through the back door at about five o'clock and we were <laughs> stuck into the gins by that stage and he's gone, oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> this just reminds me of like when we were in our 20s, like he would come <laughs> home and the house would be full of girls drinking gin 
And then we decided to uh, relive our Bathurst University days by putting on (coughs) 1992's Top 10 and karaoke. What was in that? Oh, I can't remember now. But then I decided to do The Worm. And you I, know that nothing good comes of that now, Mrs. Week. And then I pinched a nerve in my neck. So the whole Saturday was spent complaining and I was very unproductive because Saturdays are my productive days. Oh. And, yeah, it really, really hurt, Kim. <laughs> I really hurt my neck. That is – but how much fun is that, though? Oh, it was so worth it. And you just need that. Don't it you think every so now and then that, that – Pressure valve needs to be released. Oh, of just behaving like a total yeah, idiot. Yeah, um, and thinking, oh, you know, we're all tucked in bed by eight thirty, mind you. Yeah, my kids were rolling their eyes right out the door because they're like, <laughs> oh, mum. So nineteen ninety two, you say? Yeah. What have we got? All right, hang on. It's just you know. <sighs> I think there was a bit of Rick Astley Jesus. involved. Okay. There, no, I think there was a lot of techno starting to come out. Oh, well, there was Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> we didn't do that one. Uh, would I Lie to You? Yeah, we did that one. Uh, See, that was the Damn! One. I, I wish, wish I, I was, was your lover. lover. See, that was when music was music. Uh, please Don't Go. Please Don't Go. Don't Go. Oh, such fun memories of the Bathurst okay. Legs Club. Oh, hang on. So, this is the Billboard's top 100 songs of 1992. So, this is the end of the, right? End of the Road. Boys to Men. Oh. Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. Yes, you can see why I so did my neck. Jump, crisscross. <gasps> oh, Save the Best Till Last, Vanessa Williams. Ah, oh, she was great. Baby, 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 TLC. <gasps> oh, come on, Tears in Heaven, Eric Clapton. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, yeah, my loving, you're never going to get it on You're on never going to get it, I remember Zuela singing to that. Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, I think we've done that now. No, we've got two more. All for Love, Colour Me Bad, <laughs> and Just Another Day, John Cicada. Oh, Colour Me Bad. TikTok when you don't stop. But oh, <laughs> I want to sex you up. I used to dance at the oh, uni bar for that. Oh, my gosh. I think I was all that. How was your week? Not too bad. I do just have to... Okay, last thing and then oh I'm putting God. it away. You put the music At away, number Kim. 13, I'm too sexy. Right, right said, said Fred. Fred. <sighs> See, that were the golden the days golden of music. Days. The and golden days. And that is why days. I did the worm. I did the thing where you lie on the ground and you spit around. I did that sort of situation. Oh, the robot? The, yeah, I did all of it. Yeah. And yeah. I fucked my neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the resumption of this, of baseball. Mm-hmm. And I must say, I didn't actually see much of it. I know. Because the coach's wife was there with their six-month-old baby, Ivy. Let me just say, I was very very restrained for about half an hour before I was just like, I need to pick her up. Give me that. Uh, That's enough enough rug time, enough time on the picnic rug. I want to eat it. Give that baby to me. I want to sniff it and eat it. And then I just walked around with her and I got, got to pat nappy butt. And I got to sniff a baby's head for hours, to an hour and a half. And I got that. I got that wee little baby to sleep on my chest. And oh, my God, I was so happy. Oh, what is it about a newborn? And do you know what? Like by on Saturday night, I was um, – I could still feel 
like it was like you've had a Did massage, you want to go and pick a up, what, pick up like, one of your kids and rock them back and forth for I a know. bit? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, but I still could feel how much it had affected just my my just chakras or something. Like it was like a real organic. I oh, just felt totally. at peace and calm and it was really lovely. Oh, I was still very flat. I had a very flat weekend. Yeah. And so that was baseball. I can't even remember what happened on Saturday night. I think I went to bed at like Oh, my God. So eight. Saturday afternoon after I'd wintered about my neck all day, Mr. Wook said, come on, we're going on a date. And I was like. Oh, oh bless him. God, really? So we went down to like uh, there's a park near us called Milson's Park and it's absolutely it's beautiful. beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's got roses and a community garden and dogs and kids and it's like Ugh. so I went down there begrudgingly because he wanted some alone time and um, <laughs> and there was sixteen boys in your house. Oh <laughs> fuck! Oh, I'm so glad school's back. Let me just tell you. So we got down there and he pulled out of, of his little man basket like a little zip block bag of ice, a Ziploc bag of lemon, a little bottle of gin, a little bottle of tonic and he made us a cocktail and then we sat on the bench like old people do Yep, and we complained about things. So <laughs> it was actually really nice. That's hashtag romance right there. It's lovely. It is. It's lovely. Yep. I just think you take, you snatch those moments wherever you find them. And you don't want to do it because you couldn't be fucked but once you're there you're like. This is really nice. Yeah. And I really like you. Yeah, I know. You I go really... you kinda go, you really put thought into that and you planned it and you planned it to do something special with me. And I've been a total bitch all day because I put my neck out because I did the worm last night when I was drunk with my friends <laughs> in my kitchen. But can I just say, one day of whinging about your neck does not make up for the six months of whinging about, about his, his foot. foot. <laughs> yes, I did actually point that out to him as well. But anyway, after I'd um after I went out to lunch with my girlfriends and we did a walk around that park yes to try and sober up a little bit uh-huh. um we came across a group at the park and i was like what the fresh devil is this because there were all these like there were probably two dozen people and they were sitting around oh, they were all on the, on the piss oh there was 800 dogs so i've come up and said what is it like is this some sort of like cult you know cult <laughs> and they said no, we're the local dog and grog group. <gasps> Shut up! I went, excuse me, <laughs> Hello, have you met me? <laughs> and they said, like, you know, you welcome, sit down, have a glass of wine. I said, no, no, I won't. I said, but next week can I bring um, my dog and grog? And they went, yes. So they're such an eccentric group and I am in with the dog and grogs. The dog and grog. And not only that. Oh, my God. I've got my neighbour coming with me and my father-in-law as well. Oh, that is the best. Talk about community spirit. Oh, community. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) The jokes, they don't write themselves. Best thing ever, dog and, dog and grog. Talk and about I... how you make it. Like for one part of the community, you've forged a community. I the know. community garden does it for another group. Yeah. The cults do it. The for cults another... do it for another. Group. The churches do it for the another. The churches group. do it. And the dog and grogs. So I tell you what, they're doing it right in this little neck of white privilege land. Very much <laughs> enjoying living here. <laughs> um. So then my Sunday. Grovey has been a bit flat. Yeah. He's my youngest and, and I'm very conscious of just with all of my boys of their mental health just yep. because of my hereditary predilection and also the fact that I think their father has quite some 
you know, ongoing untreated depression that he would never acknowledge. So, anyway. We just um, acknowledged it for you, Chef. Yeah. Uh and so I've sort of, you know, we've been talking about things. Anyway, he's been really into American barbecue, like watching. It's been a couple of Netflix series about it and competitions and, and you know, he's been watching lots of YouTube videos. So we went on Sunday up to Terry Hills to Barbecue in the Hills, uh, hashtag not sponsored, which is like a Weber barbecue spot, like shop. Dis- shop. Display centre. Yeah. Right. Next to, next to with a adjoining door into the mowers. You could, there was a whole another mower store. You do the best things. It was just I was just like this is next level. Anyway, you can get these little smoker boxes for your Weber Q. So we did that. We got a few different types of wood and we got a few they had like Aww. a whole range of rubs and stuff which of course we got against my like I have to just go no, that's fine because I'm like you make your own rub. Anyway, so we did that. And then we went home and we did blind testings of the three different rubs we got, which ones we liked. Oh, we went via, Al, we went via Aldi because our friend and idol dad, Chris, yeah. he recommended the ribs from Aldi. He said they're really good and I've got them a few times. They've been amazing. Hashtag and not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Bastards. And um, And so then we, yeah, and we did this whole process that he'd watched on someone's video and we made ribs and then... He went upstairs to get Felix once they were cooked to come down and try them, and and then You're we literally a good all mom. we literally all stood at the bench and just like oh, such a lovely ate mom. two racks of ribs, <laughs> and he was just he just it was so lovely. He was so anxious about it, like you know, what do you think they'll be done? And I've put the meat thermometer in, and it's saying that it's already at that temperature, and it was just great. It was just great. And then I had my brother and niece over last night, and we did birthday dinner for Mum, whose birthday Aww. was last week. And I did my seven-hour roast lamb. Yeah, that looked fucking good. Oh, my God. And do you know, none left. Like, bones sucked dry. Yeah. Like, the whole lamb, the whole leg of lamb, all of it just gone. Good. Anyway, so that was my weekend. And then I woke up today and I felt like I'd been hit by a Sherman tank. <laughs> and I was like, I am, like, is, like energy level is subterranean. What do you think I'm drinking Barocca right now? <laughs> I've had 45 <laughs> coffees. I'm done. I know. Sick of being tired. And I was like, I need to, and I watered, like I watered all my plants. I did a couple of loads of washing. And then I was like, I had a little sleep for an hour. <laughs> Went back to bed from 9.30 to 10.30. Got up, got ready and came up because I was like, I need to see Kate. I need to see Kate. Oh. We need to do this because it will pep us both up. Absolutely. And, and it has. And here we are. And here now are. apparently the New South Wales government is fucked. About to go down in a flaming and blaze we, of just glory. Before we started recording, we got really involved because Gladys not being a very good. The people I don't really we care that she's fucked someone like that's her business. No, no, but I think they were both. It wasn't like I don't. She's not married, is she? I don't think she's married. No, she's not like she had a relationship. She does with her vajayjay is her. Is oh yeah, her business. but she's had like a five-year relationship with this guy, and so I don't care who you are. To end a five-year relationship like last month or something before the ICAC thing started and she went, holy fuck balls, like you're going down, like I just can't, I need to separate from you. So imagine what just as a human is going on in her body oh. and her mind and her heart. And at this time as well, like what a you're cluster not with, fuck. You're not with someone for five years if you don't like them yeah. or love them. Yeah, he's, he's and then meanwhile, bastard. meanwhile, Fucking like $330 million land deals out in the Western, you know, the Western Sydney airport. and Peritay, they're both as crooked as a dog's back. Are they? Because I don't know Peritay at all. Yes. 
We're just saying that that's an opinion, not that's like an opinion, it, not a fact. Yes, and completely un. I don't know what. Okay, so speaking of what's on the list besides corrupt politicians, yeah, I had a situation um, this week, and we always talk about slow walkers, right? And like, <laughs> but there's slow walkers, and then there's slow. Stupid fucking walkers that walk in front of you. So when you go to take over left, they they go oh. left. Oh, and I swear to God, if someone had seen me walking down the street of North Sydney the other day, <laughs> and uh, they would have seen the steam coming out of my ears because I was walking behind this woman who was like la 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 dee dee da on a phone. But if you're going to be like that, yeah, earphones in. Go to the left. Move to the left. Yes. So let me, who is working walking with purpose. Yes. And my mum, I love you, Chris. You don't walk, walk with purpose and it's very irritating. Ah, uh, right. Yes, you need to walk with purpose hmm. and you need to know where you're going. And people don't people don't uh, people don't respect the state of the left. So when you get on an elevator, <gasps> stay to the left. And if you're with your partner and you want to canoodle, the partner stands in front or behind you. You do not block the whole thing. If you have lots of bags, you put them in front of you. Not beside you. Yeah. You fuckwits. Wow. I know. I know. We tapped a vein there, didn't we? I know. I can't stand slow walkers or groups of people who walk like three or four across. Meanderers. Yeah. Amblers. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar's an ambler. Unless he's got a purpose, at which case, like, he'll just mow you down. Oh, and the other thing that's on the list. Yes. Birds. Oh. And I'm normally a bird fan. You're a nature lover. I'm a nature lover. But I tell you what, there is this bottle brush out the front of my house. First world <laughs> problems. I know all this. Everyone's rolling their eyes, whatever. Um, there's a bottle brush out the front of my house that houses about 600 Lorikeets. Noisy, noisy miners. Oh, noisy miners. And they've become very aggressive. So much so, they almost ate Harry yesterday. Oh, I'd be pot-shotting at them. Well, I wanted to buy a rifle. They're not, they're, they're um, what's Pests. it called? Yeah, they're not native. Do you know they were bought from England? Of course they were. To, um, to Melbourne markets to eradicate rats, something. Oh. And then they just went, fuck, this is great. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so warm. Look, you can hear them now. <laughs> it's so warm here. Yeah, this <laughs> is fantastic. So now they've gone to dive bombing anyone that visits our house, including. Oh, I'd, um, be, I'd be spraying that tree with water constantly a couple of times a day. Oh, anyway. So when the cat goes out the front, they all just go off their tits like. We've got a resident currawong in our backyard. Oh, I don't mind that. I know. It's really lovely. Although I'm a little bit miffed that it's not a magpie because I kind of rate magpies above currawongs. Yeah, absolutely. But it comes, it swoops through our back veranda a couple of times. It's quite nice knowing you have a bird that's... That's yours. Its home is in your, you know. We've also got a couple of bush turkeys that I'd rather do without. But do you know when I was we're a little... We're talking about birds, kids. Mrs. Luke. Oh, well, at least we're not talking about the weather. True. I need to open a door though. I'm getting a bit hot. Yeah, open that one there. I'll open that one. Um, when I was a little kid, I used to barrack for the Western Sydney magpies. Oh, yeah. oh you've they're just not, locked it, darling. They're not magpies anymore, though, are they? Ow! No, they're, they're not anything anymore. Are they? No. What's the Western Sydney team at? Oh, that blue. No, there's none. Oh. Look at me keeping up to date with. Um, <laughs> right. Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, what's on your list? Uh, I don't 
Mine's really... slow walkers and birds. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> peak old lady situation status reached. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, oh, no. something must have pissed you off. Oh, something must have pissed me off. Normally I go off on a real rant. Um, I really can't remember. Don't be balanced. I know, That's right? It's boring. I actually think I was too tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something I want to talk about, which we were going to talk about last week. Yes. Um, you got on the scales for the first time in a while recently. Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So, why did... Did you do that? So I was up at Cerebral Palsy Alliance with Oscar for his regular review of his gym program and they weighed him and I looked at the scales and they were like, um, they were wide, like they were full-on industrial because people will be in wheelchairs yeah, and stuff, course. right? So, so, so they, they weigh the wheelchair and they put you on the wheelchair and yeah. they deduct it. Yeah, yeah right? of course. And I, so I thought, those scales are going to be really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on and I just, well, they were accurate, all right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you and yes. all of our beautiful listeners, yes, don't ever get on a scale. I know. Just don't. Don't. I know, I know. Because you and I were just upstairs before having our sheet time and we are talking about scrawny, our scrawny arms and our scrawny legs. Yes. And then we've got all this fat in between our <laughs> neck and our the hips. We're going to have joint liposuction <laughs> and put it all on our butt. <laughs> and then you can't talk to yourself like that. No. It's just not and good. I, and I think I did actually um, – I think I really did bottom out around the SBS thing and – I've kind so of that was when we were on Insights, uh, yes. maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, and then uh, when they shot us from the side, from, illegal from the side, illegal, and caught every facial movement and expression we made. <laughs> I never knew I had three chins. Oh well, I didn't know I had no chin and no neck. It just all blended down into my boobs. Let's stop it. Um, but my this runs very deep and we touched on this on the actual face in the facebook group where there are a lot of women who have been very traumatized and very very damaged by things that have been said to them and As done they to were them children. when they were children about their weight and their body and i think um it's really interesting because a lot of us now have children at around the ages where it really fully started for us yeah and some of that body dysmorphia stuff is just seems to be inherent in some people's brains, yeah. like just about how they see themselves and how they um, compare themselves, compare and themselves, and then couple that with social media and just influencers who <gasps> I have. So, oh, they're who are on my list. All influencers. Oh. I, I don't care who you are. If your if your official title is an influencer, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I just. Like, imagine being that up yourself. Yes. That you would say, I'm an influencer. I know. You know that, like, model companies now have whole sections which are just managing influencers. This is what is wrong with our society, people. (laughs) Oh, look, I found what was on my list. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but my shrink who was really like, okay, this is actual trauma, so we're going to... Yeah, unpack it. Unpack this. But just... Now, for the, you know, as you, where our session was about to end, he said, these were things, these were hurtful things said to you by a toxic person. Absolutely. A long time ago, full stop. And it was really interesting because it took it, it was such a simple statement, but it takes it completely off you. 
t- mm. makes it completely about the other person, mm. which your rational brain has been doing for decades. You know, that was all about her, not about me. Or, but to sort of have that language around it was re- has been very helpful. Yeah, for me. and even like <laughs> I look at my kids now and. Like, uh, and I have been concerned that they have chubbed up on certain particular occasions. And yep. I'm like, oh, a foot. Yeah. Yep. But then two days later, they will grow a foot. Yeah. And it's just part of being growing. It's just part of puberty. It's just, you know, and some people are ectomorphs and some people are endomorphs. And it just depends. But I, what are they? They sound like, like ectomorphs, sea animals. And ectomorphs are someone like my mother-in-law is an ectomorph. She can eat like Big Macs every day all her right. life and never put on weight. And right. there's endomorphs like me. And I look at a cheeseburger and I'm like, Bleh. yeah. Bleh. <laughs> um, and, and But that doesn't make one better than the other. No. It's just what we are. It's just how we're made. So don't give your kids a hard time about their bodies. No. Oh, my God. Please, please, please don't. Please don't. Just, just, you know, you just want them to be happy. Yeah. And I actually, because I know Grovey's quite body conscious and Felix was at the same age because they're both, they're both of a particular body type. Endomorphs. Whereas, endomorphs. Whereas Jasper. Ectomorph. An ectomorph. Mm. And... So we sort of have always talked about how you know how handsome he is and how you know how great he looks and and how smart he is yeah. and you know Kindies. that he's he's a whole package you yeah. know and and then we've talked a lot about healthy eating mm. and about finding foods that are delicious um, and that you love but that are also good for your body and that sometimes there's stuff like that packet of Tim Tams that you bought like me? that packet of Tim Tams <laughs> I bought over to get out of my house yes that's right. Um, <laughs> And but that also there's really yummy things that are really not very good for you, but that you just have every now and then because they're so delicious. Oh, right? And you shouldn't deprive yourself. No, exactly no. right. And that's been a real journey. Are we like Weight Watcher influencers? I know we are influencers. Anyway, he voluntarily don't be influenced by us. I swear to God, <laughs> if I give you any piece of advice in the it's world, like don't do what we do. Do not be influenced <laughs> by us in the slightest, because you will just be a big hot red mess. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> for most of last term, he just was like, "Can I take some? Can I take some carrot sticks and stuff for recess?" And now he takes a quite a big little, big little Jesus, a mid-sized sort of container full of carrot, cucumber, capsicum celery and he has that for recess and then he has a roll or whatever I've given and I'm like I said to him the other week I said you know that shows real maturity that you know that that food's tasty it's crunchy and it's sweet and it's but that it's really putting the nutrients into your body and as you grow through puberty last time you came you bought me a packet of honey jumbles do you remember the last time I came over before that where I bought eight cheeseburgers like eight cheeseburgers and then the time before that when I brought the baked goods from Staple, yes. but then also called in and got some lollies. Do and as she some, says, you know. not as she does, yeah. my friends out Correct. there. Oh, you know that. You know, I anyway, you. just fucking throw your scales out. That's the end Throw of the scales out. Just try – anyway, so now I'm just I, trying to You know what I do? I've just well. got a pair of jeans and I put them on and I go, yeah, good paddock. <laughs> oh, they're the good paddock jeans? And I just run around the block another few times. Yeah, you just do it by your clothes. Yes. It's the best way. Yeah, but my problem is I have the clothes and then they get too tight and I can't bring myself to buy the bigger clothes. No. So then I try to flog myself to get back into the smaller clothes, which of course never works because you just hate yourself and you just therefore seek comfort in alcohol and food. Buy better clothes. (laughs) Why do you think I live in so much jersey? (laughs) 
Um, oh. New favourite. Okay, I've got to quickly say Emily in Paris, Netflix, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's so watching it. And I just watched it and I was like, this is shit. And then I just what, got addicted to it. No. Every review of it is just how bad it is and oh, how appalling it's dreadful. it is. That it's basically like a 1990s attitude put into a 2020, like. Oh, it's dreadful, but I watched it. Oh, God. Really? I went back last night to start watching the third series of Vikings. I watched the first two back to back. That was like really in my wank bank for a very long time. <laughs> Never watched it. <gasps> it's very brutal. Yeah, but no, they're I'm not interested. Just lots of rapey, hot Viking Nordic men, really. Yeah, no. Anyway, um, that was quite good. Uh, Grover and I watched a um, a barbecue competition show on Netflix, which was fantastic. And there was a guy. Um, whose name I now can't remember. This is a great recollection. <laughs> he was this – it was interesting. It got down to the final – oh, no, I won't tell you that. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and also there's a new chef's – I don't know if it's new. There's a chef's table out that's about barbecue and there is this story about this woman – Are you Tootsie. secretly being sponsored by a barbecue company <laughs> you know, this right? season? Well, this is the whole thing with Grovey. You know, your kid gets into something and then suddenly you're watching all this play. But there was an episode of that chef's table about this – woman who is in her 80s I think who get like she's regarded as one of the best or the best barbecue in Texas and her name's Tootsie and she's if I had a baby I would call it Tootsie (gasps) I know Tootsie Toots hey Toots (gasps) Mr. Woog with a tyre. Actually, we're going to have a quick break and we're coming back to you. We're going to talk about resilience. Oh, goodness. Okay, we can do that. And we're back. Thank you for listening to that short ad break from no one who sponsors us. <laughs> well, that's not entirely their fault, is it? Because we did have that chat with Wooshka and then we kind of mm. never really did yeah. anything. And we mm. had that chat with the business coach and then we kind of never did anything. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's just look back on that <laughs> later. <laughs> right anyway, yeah. welcome back to our favourite segment of the show yes. where we talk about a topic – that you guys want to talk about. And this week we're talking about resilience. And why are we talking about that, Kim? Well, you were just telling me that you've not been feeling very resilient. No, I'm not. I'm very sensitive at the moment. Yeah. And that's been pointed out to me by quite a few people. Really? A few people have made me cry recently. Oh. And I don't wish to be a victim. I don't want to be a, like a suki la la. I actually want to be tough like you. So oh God, let's I'm talk about tough. It. Jesus, yes, you, you know are. me. You've I been like through hell and back, and you've bounced back better than anyone I've ever met. So yes, but I have a lot of, and this actually ties into something um, Alison talks about. This actually in in you the know group. In, the, in the group. If you're not um, in the group, please join the Hot Flush Podcast group on Facebook. Yes, it's where all the good people are. All the good people. Uh, I think it's a skill set. Resilience yeah. is a skill set. And Alison talks about how people se- seem to think it's a trait. You know, you're a resilient person. And I, uh, and that if you're not, then somehow that's a deficit. Whereas she's like, it's a skill set. It can, it can be taught and it doesn't matter what age you are. You can sort of learn those skills. And what are the skills? Oh, I think it, I think it really depends on each individual person because some things that will upset you and make you burst into tears 
will for someone else just be like a what? Why are you worrying about that? Yeah, exactly. And different um, and different tools and techniques work for different people. Yeah, right. And one of the people in the group, um, Kate, she talks about. I love this so much, and I'm totally stealing it. She has um, she has a lion, Lucius, who walks beside her. And when she has detractors or people who are, you know, yeah, detractors, yeah, he Lucius roars at them for her. I love that. Is that not the best thing ever? I want a Lucius. Yeah, right. So I'm like, for all of those times, particularly when we're going into, for me, I for me that is perfect for when I, you know, am going into an interview or I'm going to do something which I'm sort of apprehensive about and I'm like, oh, I don't know enough and I haven't done enough reading and uh, I'm going to have a Lucius beside me just yeah. roaring away, just telling me that I can do it. Yeah, that's why I, I need a bit more fuck you in my life because... Yeah, fuck you's and, good. And I think <laughs> I think the problem is that when, when you're an empath, yes. which um, I am, very much so... And I just want to make everyone happy around me. Yes. And so I'm really bad at confrontation. Yeah. So when it's brought up to me, I run. Like, yes. And I run and then I'll ponder over it and I'll ponder over it. And yeah. it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. I'm and done. one of another really, um, another really helpful tool that I use is to actually talk to someone about it. Yeah, right. So if I'm really worried um, about... Or if I'm feeling really affected by someone or something someone has said, yeah. then I'll talk to Rob about it or I'll talk to you or like a friend or someone about it. And it's that whole thing like, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. It's as soon as you articulate it and so long as you have a good listener who's yeah. you're telling you as, opposed, choose as, opposed right to, as opposed to a fixer, yeah. like a listener – um, That's an interesting one too. Fix yeah, the listener. Uh, that can really you just feel better. Yeah. You're just not carrying it around in you anymore. Yeah. And I think, well, like, I've seen my mum come through a pretty rough patch now, and now she's she's got more of a take no shit attitude, right? And so I think she's it's been really good for her. So I'm trying to sort of work out how I can be more like that. Yeah, I reckon I reckon dogs and grogs going to do it for you. <laughs> I'm putting I'm putting a lot I'm putting a lot on that group. Let me tell you already, <laughs> already, because you get together with people, you meet, you chat, you talk. The same thing happened at baseball on Saturday. There was four four women there, and the four of us. And they don't know your background. They don't no, know your story. They don't no. know your history. They don't and know the, your troubles. And the stories within that group of four women hmm. were just. Far out. And one of them said to me, like, just before we were all heading off, she says, I don't even know you. And, like, we've just shared these stories. And it's like, whatever it takes. Well, I met, I met someone yesterday at a social gathering, Dr. Catherine, mm-hmm. um, who's going to come on the show soon. She's a very interesting lady. And it was the same with her. Like, I just felt like I'd known her for a long time. Yeah. And I think maybe I just sh- – I don't know, do I share too much? Do I just – I don't no. know. I think uh, – because Rob says to me quite often – This goes, is the me show, by the way, in case you haven't <laughs> listened. I think Rob said to me the other day, he goes, I love how wherever we go you end up just connecting with someone and talking. He goes, "I that is such a skill. 
But I, I always get that because I, I met someone at the nail bar this week <laughs> <laughs> who's also now become my best friend. Yeah. And we were only there for half an hour next to each other and I knew her whole story. Yep. Um, and she goes, oh, I can't believe I've only just met you. And I said, well, I, I know all about me. Like, I don't want to talk about me. I'm boring. <laughs> okay, so back to some readers' experiences. Donna talks about finding her resilience in her villages. Uh ABA, I don't know what that is, local theatre community, long-term workmates, fellow unionists. Oh, so maybe the ABA is a union, Australian... Broadcasting Association. Okay. Um, You know I like to make these things But she said people who are kind and care about the collective well-being. She said this group is like that too. Oh, that's right. They surrounded me with love when my son died and continue to support me when I get low while giving me the freedom to continue to be me even after such a devastating life-changing event. And then Bernadette, you know, reinforces that as well, saying she had a terrible divorce and then her eldest son passed away. And she said, but 12 months later, my mum and I are still standing. I'm definitely not the same person and accept that some days are just shit and so sad, but I'm surrounded by my tribe who really care. See, and then I feel shit because, like, I'm feeling shit for no particular reason and there's people that actually got... But you see, this is the thing. It's all valid. And I think some people, yes, you can be... Really, your resilience can be really shaken by a major life event, but you also it can be the whole you know trickle effect too. That we've just we're all riding off the back of a really tough year, yeah. And you know, I mean, and I keep going back to that thing we talked about a few weeks ago that healing isn't linear. I know, right? Oh, that has stuck with me. I know. And don't you just now, I can't, and now of course I can't remember who said it, was one of the women in the group. And I use it all the time. Yeah. And people just go, oh, she's a smarty pants, isn't she? <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. You say, this is 20 years of therapy talking. <laughs> um, Janelle talks about that she found the limit of her resilience this week because it resulted in the closing of her family daycare business. Oh. But Rach says to her, you always – oh, she said, She said. I'm disappointed but now it's time for me to focus on my health. And Rach says to her, you always come first. The old saying is true, you can't pour from an empty cup. God, these women are bloody brilliant. I know, right? Why wouldn't you bottle them? I just wrote that down because I'm like – that is – and I think that's when a lot of women – in day-to-day life, that's when our resilience is worn down, is yeah. the fact that our cup is not getting replenished and yeah. refilled. And we just reach a point where we're got just the cup up. upside down and, and there's nothing like, I fucking out. don't even care. Like, I, you know, when you get to that point that like, having a shower seems exhausting. Yeah. Sharon says sometimes you need to stop fighting and pushing and accept that stopping is the best thing you yeah, can do. Yeah, that's very good Take advice, time Sharon. out, Thank nourish you. your body and mind however you want to and just use the downtime to just be. Sometimes it's all the noise that gets in the way yes. of rebuilding. That's where you're at, Fucking I reckon. Fucking oath. That's where I'm at. I reckon. Like all my creativity is gone, all my confidence in writing is gone, like yep. all of it. Yep. And, and you just got to… I just feel done. Yeah. And I think that's okay. You can just sit with that for a while. Yeah, okay. Um, well, this conversation's been very good yeah, so far. Yeah, right, right. Um, look, Jackie talks about an incident when she was 20 and her mum had a full breakdown. She'd gone through a divorce. She'd gone back to, you know, gone from being a at-home mum, 80s wannabe tycoon, a mortgage when interest rates were 17%. <laughs> And then she just heard her screaming one morning and she just she was just on a bed sobbing saying, it's all too hard. 
And she said, I hugged her and made a coffee and she pulled her shit together and went to work. We never spoke of it again. Now, that's pretty powerful. When my mum and dad broke up, mum did that in the middle of our kitchen floor, which was packing up the house. And so I was in, it was in the summer break between, no, sorry, it was at the end of, is in the break, summer break between um, uh, like uh, year six and year seven. And I remember just hearing her just screaming and I ran down the hallway and she's just in the kitchen with this massive chef's knife, this oh. rusty chef's knife, just holding it up to her neck, just going, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. It's too much. So I ran away and made it all about me. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, and then, of course. Do we want to leave that left unsolved? Or? So, then, of course, she, you know, it was never talked about again. Oh, I think, no, I think afterwards she reassured me that she would never, you know. Um, and but I you can see why someone would get to that point, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And like, you actually do lose your marbles at times. Yeah. And I think it actually meant that with me and the boys, I'm always very conscious of letting them see me lose it. Yeah. I need them to see that it's normal for someone to just hit a wall and yeah. just lose it and then own it. Yeah. I'll own it and, you know. I do. I come back and apologise for my shitty behaviour at times. Um, so, um, uh, Louise says, I will get through anything to set a good example for my kids. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have them to fight for. Yes, but that's a little bit of a – it could be a bit of a hiding to nowhere. Like, so long as you are actually breaking down and not being resilient all the time and showing your kids that you're human yeah. and not an automaton, then yeah. I think that's really – Yeah, yeah that's you don't really want to be a, a And then bot. this is Alison's comment, which I think was really interesting. Resilience is a tricky word. Some people think of it as a character trait, as in you either have it or you don't. What if you don't bounce back? Is that your fault? Is, it, is there something the matter with you? I think we need to think about resilience in terms of self-care. It's okay to not be okay. Resilience is a blaming word, if you ask me. So, that's really interesting. I like that too. Yeah, right? So, you just reframe the word. Yeah, yeah. And then Jay responds to that saying, it can be a skill set that can be taught to help people grow and to stop people taking their own lives. And she works in mental community mental health. And I, and I think, you know, I really um, – she actually gives a link there to smilingmind.com.au. That's a good app. That's a good app. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but someone you know, says, yes. why can't we fall apart and not be ashamed or feel guilty? And I think, yeah, I think – but that, in a way, that starts to become a choice. Mm. If you feel guilty about it, you're – like, now I, I sort of reached a point where I went, no, like, I really – was at the end of my rope and I had, you know, let's say it's at home and you've just broken because of just housework and cooking and the mindless, soul-killing relentlessness of it. Yeah. And, you know, and those few things that you ask your kids to do and they just don't do it and you just lose it. Yeah. And they just um, – and I think it's really important. It's really important that you re- – when you reach that point, like sometimes you can't well, – I, don't, I, don't, I just you – know, I don't know. I don't think there's – I you know, sort of – I don't think you can sit down every time and go, now, boys, and just... Mummy's feeling tired today. I'm very angry. Although I have got better in that I'm like, I need you boys to know that on a scale of me being fine to me being an absolute homicidal raging, raging lunatic, I'm 
at about an eight <laughs> at that end of the scale. And now we're at a point where they kind of go, oh, okay, and off they go. But anyway, yeah. We're all learning. It never ends. Give never me that baby ends. again, that six-month-old baby you were snuggling. Christ. A happy time. Um... Oh, Alicia says, I cover resilience to rejection, disappointment, etc. in one of my training modules for my work ready program for you, young job seekers in my mature job seeker program. Okay, Alicia. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad it's getting taught. That's good. Um, and particularly to mature job seekers because that might be people who yeah. haven't, ha- haven't had a job for a long time. Yeah. And young people, they've got no idea. <laughs> oh, God, and with the budget that's just been passed, oh, don't even start. Don't me. even start. Don't start, Mickey. Um, uh, okay, I'm, I'm still, I'm looking, I'm looking. What do you do? What are some things that you do to pull yourself out of the rut? Um, well, I had a couple of wins last week. Uh, I, I think, ag- again, about trying to rebuild my professional confidence as I had a couple of really positive meetings which mm. gave me, like, a really good purpose to to keep going which then turn made me creative again. Um, I think stop putting things off for me is my big problem is, you know, just uh, okay. get onto it, like, just do it. And sit down with an empty page and then stop thinking about what people want you to want to read yeah. and start writing what you want to write. That is probably where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Trying to please people. Where I sh- yeah. I shouldn't be I never did that before. No. Like I always just did it for me. And now I'm like trying to please an audience. No, don't do that. That's boring. Well, because the whole that. reason because the whole reason everyone the whole reason everyone loves reading what you write. Is because it's what you it write. It was uncensored, but it's yeah. become censored. I don't know why. I think there's just too much going on. Yeah. And there's it's changed though. It's a, it's a different environment now yeah. to what it was eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, totally. But still, like, I can't put photos of myself up on, like, an Instagram with a poignant message underneath because it's so fake. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should do a satire account. <laughs> Like do like a like a midlife influencer. <laughs> Holy shit balls! That'd be so that would be funny. Fun. That would be fun. Oh my god. Okay, let's workshop that after this okay. podcast. Um, S- Sally is basically, I think, me. She <laughs> says, I've learned over the years, thanks to therapy in both conventional and non-conventional formats. I'd love to know what non-conventional formatting is for therapy. Sounds like nudity and TPs. You'd love that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I would because internally I'd just be love-hating it, you know. That <laughs> um, when the black dog shows up for me, I need to sit in it and allow it to be while still going about some form of basic daily routine. We, know, we both know about that, yeah. don't we? I found that it passes more quickly than if I fight it and we never see our own best qualities. Yep. I'm lucky to have a handful of lovely humans around me who affirm to me that I'm one of the most tenacious people they know and they understand that when I'm really struggling with what life that it's about my pride and wanting to get through on my own. Oh, clang. Wow. Um, oh, I started crying then. Wow. When those women show I'm up for so me. so tough. <laughs> when those women show up for me, uh, I ball my eyes out and sleep and tomorrow is always a new day. One day at a time has been my mantra and when it all gets too hard 
And sometimes one hour at a time yeah. is what I need to focus on. And when I find myself unable to make a decision, I always ask myself, what is the best thing for my son? When he always has come, he has always come first since my separation eight years ago. He's almost 19 now and I still use this technique. So, yeah. I don't know. That's Making Woogsy cry. I know. Um, oh, I love this, Adele. Same here. After a nasty breakup, I gave myself permission to be miserable, to eat pizza and ice cream and warrow, wallow in sorrow, but to put a time limit on that. Yes. Well, that's always been… Three months, if I recall. <laughs> and then I was ready to dust myself off and move on. Fuck you, women are awesome. Oh, amazing. Oh. How clever. I know, right? I love Jackie's as well. Just don't overthink it. I'm like yeah. Dory. Just keep swimming. And, yeah, that's true. Like, that's one of my little mantras too. I've got a handful, you know, and they're just – but just keep swimming is one of them. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That was me last week actually. There's so much going on in my head. I was like, just keep swimming. Write lists, write lists, write lists. Just keep swimming. <laughs> no wonder I fell over in a heap on the weekend. <laughs> um. <laughs> Christine's having a tough time with a 21-year-old with multiple health issues and a 17-year-old with mental health issues. Oh, shit. And she said, I don't know how I pick myself up. I just do. Um, I know without me they probably wouldn't cope, so I just get up and keep going every single day. Netflix comedies have been my saviour this year. Oh, same. God, thank God. What would we do without Netflix this year? I know. <laughs> I know. Fucking hell. Um. Yeah, so a lot of these, we're, we're all talking about um, a lot of the same things about uh, Lucy talks about she does some breathing techniques and meditation. She journals her feelings and then she asks herself, what can I learn from this? I think that's a really um, bushwalks, swims in the ocean and lying yeah, on the couch. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I get up every morning and I walk. Walk, 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 walk. And I look at things and I take photos of things. Yeah. And I smell roses. Like I do. Yeah. I am that person that will stop and talk to someone with a baby. And, yeah. you know, just everyone thinks I'm quite nutty, I'm sure. But I'm okay with that because I know the truth that I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Julia says, when things are rubbish, if I remember to break things down into one day at a time, my world is so much easier. I am a stewer, a worrier, a catastrophizer. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to my club. <laughs> but if I consciously make, contain my focus on small amounts of time, it helps me to stay within something manageable. I also seek lots of input to give myself perspective from people I trust and from people online who write and talk about resilience vulnerability and emotional growth. I think that as I get older, every time I get through something crap, I come back better. And baking. Baking gets me through all. Oh, yes, Julia. That's, yes. that's Kim's answer to everything. <laughs> but you're right. Do you remember the thing they talk about how do you eat an elephant? And one like one bite at a time. Yeah. That's that's just that's it, really. You know, you could probably find a less gross image. Because I, of course, then focus on what, it, what like a raw elephant would taste like. It would just taste like pig fat. <laughs> I made you gag! Oh Woo! <laughs> Holy smokes, that's just terrible. Oh. <coughs> Cold pig fat. That's about four weeks old. Oh, God. 
God, you made me just lose my place. Okay. Um, yeah. So look, <clears throat> oh, that'll do. Will I that think do? That'll do. Oh, that, I've got a lot to process there, darling. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. You just fucking awesome and you're awesome yeah. to each other and everyone should just go and and just have a long like just spend spend some time with that with that feed yeah there's um, a lot of good nuggets in because there because we all come at this from as i said earlier we all come at it from different angles and, and everybody has it to different degrees so if you're a a, a bit of a suki la la like me you do take things to heart yeah and but that's who i am yeah you know, and I just got to learn to roll with the punches a bit more. But I'm not going to change who I am. I just got to learn to deal with it a bit better. So um, our friend Sarah, friend of the podcast, Sarah, says... I love friends of the podcast. Friends of the podcast. Uh, I always think resilience falls into the same bucket as self-care. Overused and misunderstood. Oh. Kim's fall down 99, get up 100. Actually, fall down seven, rise up eight. Because Jesus, if I'm up at ninety nine, <laughs> um, there she goes in brackets. Can't remember her numbering system. <laughs> Is probably the best advice. Moving onwards, however wonky it looks, can be as simple as getting out of bed and hoping for a nice coffee, and that's enough. I think that's a wonderful place to stop this week. Yeah. I think that um, that was mind blowing. I absolutely got so much out of all your suggestions thank you i i very rarely make this show about me kim but it was all about me this week and there was so your the love and compassion is just outstanding. i know right? I, love, I love this job it pays me fuck all <laughs> but i turn up every but week <laughs> along with kim because we just absolutely adore oh, it sharing brings this with so you. much meaning to our, yeah, our world so um i am looking forward to i'm having coffee with some friends on Wednesday. Nice. I'm going to Dog and Grog on Friday. Oh, I can't wait to report I'll back report on Dog back. and Grog. Uh, next week I'll report back on Dog and Grog. And um, we're having the Bledisloe Cup again. Again. At my house wow. with the footy team, which was so fun. Honestly, watching them watch the football was more fun than watching the football. <laughs> it was so much fun. So, well done on Victorian kids going back to school. I know that the older ones aren't back yet, but we are thinking of you constantly. And oh, yes. even my friend Sam Sparks, who's the sparkliest, most pe- like peppy person I've ever met, lost it this week. She said, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So, we are thinking of you. Uh, I think that's it from me. I think that's it from me. And as we like to say, just keep plucking.